The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 159. Well, another weekend, another week out. We interrupt this program to bring you this special Nelson News Bulletin. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson, with an apology. We here at the Nelson Show have erroneously numbered this particular episode 159, when in fact, the previous episode was indeed 159. This episode is actually 160. That's 160. Yes, only 40 episodes until we hit the 200th episode. Yes, and so again, we apologize to anyone who was confused and possibly triggered into a panic over uh, feelings of uh, delusion or uh, 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 mental breakdowns, a loss uh, of discerning time or uh, consistency within the numbering. But again, no, no, this is actually the episode 160. Yes, yes, this is the 160th episode. Again, of all apologies from all of us at The Nelson Show. And now, back to your program. Had some sad passings, and someone yeah. is going to pass, unfortunately. What? And uh, of course, uh, Trump steamrolling ahead. Oh uh, God! But, uh, oh, maybe yeah. a few uh, bumps here and there. Uh, well, actually, quite seriously, with this trade war that he says isn't a trade war, but boy, it actually sounds like one. Uh, but then again, yeah. I guess that's kind of like how an informant is not an informant because, you see, an informant collects data on its target, unbeknownst to said target, an and reports back an to uh, his or her superiors. Whereas a spy, yeah, not a spy. Uh, collects information and data on uh, its target, unbeknownst to said target, and reports back to his or her superiors. You see, it's completely different. Like, yeah, uh, it is. Totally know, different. Gross negligence is completely different from extreme carelessness. Yes. And so, uh, you know, get it together, guys. You know, it's easy to understand once you clear it up like that. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. uh, there was a mystery going on for quite some time. The first lady was incognito. Yes, My God, where was she? I don't oh, know. There was, it was all so kinds of theories that perhaps left Donald or he had beaten her and she had to hide because her, uh, the, the bruises would be seen. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Well, no, what she had uh, kidney surgery and everyone well, knew that, but they just sort of ignored that part. And uh, no. she was recovering from that. And uh, she's there. Uh, Brian Stetler of CNN, probably one of the biggest idiots in media, oh but fortunately God. for him, uh, he also uh, works for the same company of Don Lemon oh. and uh, Chris Cuomo. Good so, guys. Uh, boy, those guys are in the running for most biggest idiot in oh. journalism, if you can call it that. I but Brian Stetler uh, went on this, and uh, Trump tweeted about how ridiculous it all was. This is uh, fake news. And Brian said, my God, he's saying uh, that we engage in some sort of conspiracy theory about yeah, his wife uh, missing. And I mean, good Lord, that is exactly what Statler did. 
no. uh, going on and on and on and uh, opening up the floor to these idiot theories about some horrible nefarious uh, going on with, uh, with uh, Melania. And all the while, uh, he knew uh, people on staff had seen her at the White House. What? So, no, no. Anyway, uh, until she put out a public statement. And then there were some people, uh, when she put out her tweet, Saying she was disappointed in the media's treatment of her. And that yep. doesn't sound like her. It, it sounds doesn't. like something Trump would write. Yeah. Oh my God. Put her up to it. So, even, though, even when it's found out, let's keep it going. God well, damn. they can do well, that because, because it's the truth. they have an audience of idiots. Yeah. Oh, right. Ratings have greatly declined for CNN. I watch them all the time. But, uh, there's a core audience that's never yeah. going to give up. No, never. Hashtag resist. Them to confirm and validate oh, their emotions. Well, there's nothing which are wrong so very tender. So very tender. Yes, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not ashamed of my sensitivity and empathy. Yeah, well, that's what enough that of that. Deal. Meanwhile, uh, of course, there was a Supreme Court ruling oh, God. in this case involving a uh, masterpiece cake shop oh. guy. This was a guy who was a culinary artiste. He's a Nazi. Who would do these custom what? cakes and uh, design them in certain ways and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, well. I have no idea anything about that sort I of thing. Do. But it's nevertheless, a, apparently some gay couple wanted him to do a cake specifically for their wedding. Oh, God. But there was a catch. A yeah, he was a devout Christian and he said, yeah, I oh, can't God, participate people. in a gay those marriage because it goes against my religious beliefs. Hey, but you can buy any cake I already have for sale here. Oh, please. That's fine. But I'm not actually going to create an original work. Yeah, well, you better uh, by uh, for your wedding, because then there I would be participating in the wedding, which I do so? not condone on religious grounds. Oh, good well, Lord, of course, took him to court and, all that. and uh, finally, the Supreme Court ruled in his favor. Oh, However, God. Oh, God. However, there's a, there's a small little catch here. What? Once again, the justices ruled on sort of nebulous feelings rather than what? statute and law. Now, but, I would argue, but he would. despite the fact that I support gay marriage, uh, the ruling what? that legalized it is not found in law. They did not utilize uh, huh? a statute or whatnot. Uh, Kennedy what? wrote a little love poem about love. So? And they figured that was good enough it is. Uh, to legalize it. So there you love went. Matters. Anyway, the point here is, is that uh, Kennedy in specific uh, felt that the justices and uh, the city authorities uh, for this uh, cake shop were really cruel to them and were, uh, you know, uh, making analogies of him, of his religious beliefs to that of the Nazis and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, didn't treat him with any respect, and that was really nasty, and so uh, they're going to overturn the ruling. <laughs> what? Um, even if uh, they're totally nasty, if they were right on the law, Exactly. You got to rule in their favor. Oh, now, in on. this case, I don't think they are right because I think it does uh, violate uh, the fundamentals of no. constitutional rights that oh, this man God. has. No. Uh, as I said, the scenario that Go works best for this sort of situation would be a God. bakery that a gay couple goes to, bakery huh? turns them down. The nearest bakery for them to go to would be, say, you know, a two hour drive for them. And it's an undue burden. That sort right. of thing. Yeah. Well, that's damages and whatnot, exactly. and it's not fair uh, right. in that case because you know everybody else can go to this shop and get it done and all that. Exactly. That's the Thank undue you. burden and damages and whatnot. When there's a oh, bakery, man. come on, next door. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's really no case here for them. What? Uh, the the analogy to segregation in those days, which it was state law, 
uh, where oh, these shops God. had to have Look, white Mr. only Historian, and black only areas and all that I sort of thing, uh, which was a matter of law, not necessarily uh, a choice of businesses and whatnot. Uh, so it doesn't oh, quite apply here, Blue, but yeah, uh, in, in this case, <laughs> you would have to show oh, undue damages. I would suspect, and this brings us down to the ideas of uh, people like me who did support gay marriage when, it was, uh, the, when the ban Look was put on the, the ballot here in Louisiana, uh, which mm -hmm. not only banned gay marriage, it banned uh, the civil unions and all oh that stuff, uh, which I thought was really uh, overstepping the bounds and cruel. Oh, I voted against on. it. I lost, but that's what I did. Uh, because uh, I don't think uh, the state should be involved in marriage anyway, which is boy, a great argument what? that got lost in this whole thing. What are you talking uh, about? They shouldn't yeah, even what? be involved in the hetero marriages either because they have to it's be. none of their business. All, all the only time you, you're going to need help from the state is when you go to court to resolve a divorce. Well, <laughs> you're going to need an outside arbiter to decide what's what and all that because you guys can't come to an agreement anymore. And that's what it's about. As far as being together and getting together, uh, that's between the two of you. It's your most well, intimate of relationships, and it's no one else's business. Way too far. So, uh, but no, we have to have, uh, where's the political capital in that? We need state involvement in everything. It's uh, pretty soon it'll be no. how we wipe our asses. It's but nevertheless, there it is. And um, in this case, uh, it's uh, people, uh, conservatives and whatnot are hailing it as a victory. Uh, because the cake shop guy wins, he uh, he doesn't have we to make the cake, lose. and he won't lose his shop or be fined and all that sort he of thing. He should be, because this is terrible. But this is a very sketchy way of doing it, and it's yes. this constant sh uh, actions on judiciary power where they just what? make things up. So they made well, things up to make gay marriage legal. Now they make what? things up to defend the cake guy. Now and they, well, uh, they made things up about saving Obamacare. They're oh, making no, things up over Trump's uh, ban on uh, the Muslim countries. That not because they're Muslim, yes, but because it was. they're embroiled in civil wars oh, that's, and terrorist groups abound, and they will use that entry into the United States. No, you don't know that. Murderous Come on. mischief. So that's the problem. You would think you would be concerned about that. Uh, uh, Obama did the same thing on his uh, rule uh, with uh, the Iraqis. Uh, everyone forgets about it. But what? now Trump does it. He applies it to the uh, national it. security concerns that the president has power over what? under the 1952 immigration laws. What? And uh, that's the statute. Did the court rule on that? No, they did not. Mm -hmm. They just said, well, your campaign rhetoric sounded mean and nasty. It did. It's true. It did. It's true. That's, that's irrelevant. Again, this brings us back to the guys who were mean and nasty to the guy and being, quite frankly, anti-Christian bigots. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. They have a right to. What? Um, well, the real yeah, ruling that. was uh, persecuting Christians for not participating in gay marriages is wrong that and right. constitutional. Yeah. Uh, that should have been the ruling here. Oh, my but, God. Um, well, it's like they're going to another planet. So did, did anything uh, really get solved here? Uh, no. I don't think so. No. So Just back to the drawing board. Work. But yeah, again, I did not support gay marriage uh, to... So that we you could persecute other people. Times, I though. supported it to stop persecution of people. Right. I'm not interested in bullying Christians. What? Uh, just because you hate them. What? Uh, it's never going to be good. Oh, no my way. God. You're just, you're just, you're broad brushing the whole issue. Huh? This one particular incident, all you had to do was make the damn cake. God damn. No. Get on with life and stop. Forcing everyone into your delusional cult about invisible middle clouds. No, God. That, 
You can stop forcing everybody to be a goddamn atheist. Uh, what the man, hell is this? Calm down. The law is, is now we got to pretend we're all a bunch of atheists. Well, except hardy, for what? One hour in some designated area? Uh, goddamn. Well, what the hell? That, that, boy, that, that's a good idea, Red. That's the way it should what? be. Everyone has to no. at least pretend to be an atheist. That makes no. everyone equal and not against one another. And no, if you have to keep pretending to the tooth fairy, you can oh, do it at your no, designated you place of worship for whatever. On a specific day, I guess it'll have to be Sunday. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jews. And there you what go. Else? There's your one hour to do whatever it is you people do in those places. And, you know, that's enough of the statues and, and crosses and everything. Because sometimes that can be triggering to not live. So and that, that has to be removed, too. No. So, you no. know, I think that would be a small compromise and co accommodation no for all you, you know, fantasy fetishists. No, and, uh, and then we can go forward. Yes. Forward into the future. No. But finally, crazy ideas about God's invisible men living on clouds what? will finally just die. Oh, hell! Well, that's what it'll take, Lefty. What? You'll take my gut and my guns oh, away will. from my cold, dead hands. Well, you know, yeah, it's always back to violence with you people. What do you mean, you people? You know, oh, you don't get to use that phrase. That's what? so heartless and, and insensitive, Red. It's what? not funny. Now, just stop it. Stop it! No! Well, in entertainment news, Ocean's 8 came and went. Uh, another bomb at the box office. What? Pretty predictable with the oh. cheap gimmick Not of taking a, a previously male uh, character vehicle so? and gender swapping it to female. Uh, yes. Remember Ghostbusters? That's progressive. Yeah, boy, that yes, I do. Well, Ghostbusters got movie. a lot more hype than this one did, but nevertheless... This was just a dumb idea. It's doomed no. to failure. It's just... No, it's not. Oh, boy. It's like the other movie, only this time it's all women. Yeah. And that's it. That makes it better. Um, big deal. Oh, my God. And a lot of that going on, it, it permeates it's through a lot of entertainment of media. It certainly it's permeated scared, through the comic books, which... Uh, no. Uh, anyone listening? Nope. <laughs> yeah. No. We're going to get into it. Oh, God. Uh, a little bit. Oh. Uh, oh, but uh, it, it's just an interesting thing here. No, really. And where they... Uh, also introduced the Mary Sue concept, where oh, you have these female oh, heroes who can we do go. no wrong, even if they want to lose, they can't. <laughs> so no. powerful are they? What's the problem? But uh, that goes for it, and of course we got Doctor Who coming, which, oh, uh, yeah. granted, is the one uh, uh, fiction. Yes. That within its science fiction world sure. has the possibility for this to actually work within it. In that, yeah. Uh, you could theorize where uh, the doctor could uh, swap genders through his uh, or sight, her now yeah. regeneration process. Yeah, whatever. And, but it's the only one, but yet there's still people pushing for a female James Bond, so, a female Sherlock Holmes. It's time. And on and on and on. It's we time. still got the uh, Lord of the Flies remake coming, but that, of course, will be oh, all yeah. girls rather than boys. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so on and so forth. Just to continue this idiot gimmick, and what? if you dare, dare criticize any of these endeavors, you're a misogynist. You are a misogynist. Yep, called it. And there you go. So you can uh, just pretty much uh, steal these social causes oh, and whatnot oh to use as a shield for your crappy, lazy productions. God damn, what the hell? What's next? Are you going to have a woman doing Death Wish? Well, That's it's funny you mentioned that, Red, because... Yeah, they, it's already done. Oh, uh, no! It's a film 
called Peppermint. Ah, oh, this is great. Yeah, that's right. Peppermint. Oh, my uh, God. This concerns Jennifer Garner. Oh, she's great. Uh, playing Fruit a Luke's wife's trees. mother uh, while having a, a delightful time at a, a carnival or what have you with her, her husband and, uh, and child or daughter. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, they get gunned down by uh, a criminal gang. And, probably some uh, outright nonsense. Well, there's all oh, kind man. of corruption and, and maneuvers around mm-hmm. where she can't get them to... Uh, uh, They'll be put to prison because uh, I guess they were informants for this uh, drug cartel gang and all that sort of thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and uh, so she has to train herself to become, uh, you know, like uh, Batman and the Punisher all in one. Sure, and, why not? And uh, she takes them on and becomes a legend in the neighborhood as she goes on her vigilante uh, uh, spree oh, man, this and just already. kills all the gang members who destroyed her family. And so on and so forth. So, boy, boy, what a powerful woman she'll be. Probably the script they should have used for her Electra movie that bombed a while back. But nevertheless, here she is, pretty much a superhero in this movie, just, uh, you know, killing all these uh, rather muscular men (laughs) with their toothpick-limbed arms and whatnot. But uh, but still, you know, you can pull the trigger. So, uh, yeah, it's basically uh, Death Wish uh, as a woman. Finally. There you go. Yes. Finally. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. What? Well, but there's a problem. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a woman. What? N- no, not the uh, woman part. Uh, we've already pretty much touched on that of her taking on uh, Too much. far more stronger men oh, and uh, beating them. But that's a common Mary Sue problem we see in oh. the uh, female hero movies now, uh, with the exception of Wonder Woman, who has superpowers. Well, but nevertheless, uh, this uh, plot of the film involves the uh, people who murder her family. Uh, unfortunately oh, for you, Lefty, they're not going to be portrayed as alt-right Nazis. But, Instead, what? they're going to be portrayed as... What? MS-13 gangs. <laughs> oh, oh, my God! Gangs, Damn! Uh, no! There, right? so, no! Have shot me! Yeah. No! Yeah. yeah. This movie is yeah. crap! Yeah, there's already uh, some amount of problem for this. <laughs> for uh, right a there writer is. who was responding to the no. trailer to the movie. Oh, uh, I don't know God. when it uh, releases. Oh, God. But, Damn it, um, Trump has poisoned everything! Oh, hush that up! Yeah, well, uh, writer Monica Castillo... Who? Uh, uh, ...says that this is terrible because yes. it stirs up hate against uh, undocumented and Hispanic people. Right, yeah. Uh, she just lumps Hispanics all in the same group with the horrible, horrific horror show that is MS-13. Well, who, by the way... They're animals! Oh! Oh my God, stop uh, uh, that. Primarily their There's victims consist divinity. of Hispanics and mostly uh, the uh, illegal or as Lefty and Miss Castillo here would say, undocumented peoples are yeah, the victims of these accurate. monsters. Yet still, she lumps them all together and any mention of it is some sort of ikikakapupu racism yes. and uh, myths of a racist narrative. Exactly. And that's it. And so you can't possibly... Uh, uh, depict this in movies. Right. There you Similar go. You're getting to it. when, uh, you know, uh, movies depicted uh, Muslim terrorists, uh, you're not supposed to do that. No, Just because they exist, there's no reason to do it because if you oh. do, well, then uh, you're you're a racist or oh. a yes. uh, Islamophobe and right. that's right. uh, racist uh, here. Something along those lines. Fine. Some kind of ist or phobe. Exactly. Thank you. And uh, you just need to keep quiet. Shut up. Right. Do not depict it. You can oh only have people boy. fighting. Uh, let's see, Nazi Russians are popular now, oh, so yeah. you can uh, have them be oh, villains. Oh yeah! Uh, but the, basically, white men of some sort have uh-huh. to be the villains or aliens from outer space. 
well, uh, for God. now. <laughs> I imagine soon that might be taken off uh, well, the docket as well. We but there you go. That's those. That's what. That, those are the rules, and that's what you can do in movies. If you don't, well, then you need to be brought out to the public square and flogged. Well, so, uh, Jennifer Garner, I'm afraid yeah. you're going to have to get your caning. What? Uh, for doing such a horrible, well, horrible depictment of uh, marginalized peoples, almost like doing uh, a Mein Kampf movie. I, that, it's well, just how yeah. could you? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the As hell Ms. Castillo says, it just shows a privileged white woman, a, a woman exactly. who had her family massacred, uh, shooting no, brown faces. Me. Because to exactly. Ms. Castillo, uh, that's all they are. What? Brown people. Well, uh, we'll get what? Uh, oh, I see what you're doing. This is uh, damn it. What you do? D- d- I don't care what your little jokes are. You think you're so smart? But the truth wins out. Um, oh, and Jennifer Garner, you should be ashamed of yourself. And if it takes a public flogging, well, give me the whip. Oh, falling back on your old habits, huh, Lefty? What? Oh, now don't start. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Next time on My Brother's Keeper. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I seen her walk around with them cheeks jiggling out of them shorts. <laughs> it's not fair. I'm going to have to do something about that. I mean, she's asking for it. <laughs> oh, 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 man, I got to go. Oh, damn it, I told you time and time again. Get off the phone! What the hell is this? That <laughs> looks like a, a jar of apple jelly. <laughs> That's right. And do you see what is mixed inside it? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, well... Uh, Just answer me this, goddammit. Did you dip peanut butter on a knife in my jar of jelly? Well, hell, I... You see, I... Uh, it... Shut up! Did you... Dip peanut butter in my jelly. Well, I... <laughs> yes, I did. God damn it, stupid. Ah. I don't see what's too hard to understand. There's a right way and a wrong way, but he always does it wrong. I do not like peanut butter in my jelly. You put the jelly on the bread, then the peanut butter... And then you can wipe the knife off on the bread. But you don't mix the two in their jars. Well, honey, it's you're going to end up eating it together. I mean, it is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I mean... God damn it, Sally! How the hell is he ever going to learn when you keep making excuses for him like that? Damn it! Oh, man, I... You know, what's really bad about all this is I hate to hear them fight, you know, uh, and, and I feel it's... You know, it's somehow my fault, and 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 I mean, if they break up, I mean, it, it, that means it, it, I have doubts about people's ability to love, and who's gonna love me? <laughs> my brother's keeper on TLC. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do, and you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. 
noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. Say, where do you think you're going looking like that? You need to put a pair of pants on your bare ass, because I don't want to see it, and America doesn't want to see it either. So put some pants on. I don't want to. The last guy with that attitude got arrested for indecent exposure and ended up becoming some big giant 300 pound thug's prison bitch. No! So you'd better put some pants on. Buy a pair of pants today. Say, friends, you've heard of my Mr. Nelson store at Zenzel.com, and of course, my other Mr. Nelson store at Society 6. Yes, yes, plenty of goodies there for you. But now, there's also the Mr. Nelson shop at Teespring. Yes, you can head over to Teespring for the Mr. Nelson shop. And there's plenty of Nelson goodies there, too. So why don't you check out the Mr. Nelson shop or the other stores and have your pick of whatever you want. Yes, three options, just for you. Hi, this is Smedley uh, from Night Night, and uh, you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Previously on Night Night. Hello. Yes, is Mr. LeFou there? Uh, uh... He can't come to the phone right now. Uh, may I take a message? Good lord, he's definitely there. How do you know? Oh, I could hear him laughing in the background. I'd know that sinister laughter anywhere. Huh, well, let's go get him! No, What? He'll have to stay in place so I can use him as leverage over Sergeant Agnes. Once she gives me Wetwin's info on Bullfrog... Then I'll save old Lady Van Putin, and not before. And now, part three of Fooled Again. Outside the Hotel Deluxe. We find the night cruiser. All right, Bobo. I'm going to need you to stay here and keep watch over the fooler and his gang. No! Uh, Meanwhile, I'm going to head over to Sergeant Agnes Van Putin's apartment, where I'll convince her to help me out in my search for Bullfrog in exchange for handing over the fooler and her mother. Why not just ask her right now? What do you mean? She just walked into the hotel like five minutes ago. What? You stupid idiot. Why didn't you say anything? Oh. Good lord. She's probably going after the fooler herself. Damn, she must have already figured it out. Oh, no. This kind of jeopardizes things. Plus, she's walking into an ambush. I've got to intervene. Okay. Let's go get her. No, Bobo. You're going to sit tight and keep watch over the fooler's room. No. 
And so Night Night follows young Sergeant Agnes Van Putin, a police officer who is currently on suspension due to Commissioner Wet One putting her there, despite secretly being her lover. Soon Night Night discovers that Agnes has rented a room right next door to the room that the fooler is residing in. So, realizing he can't afford to attract attention, he must enter that room from the outside. And so, back out on the street, he fires his night-night cable, and it misses. So he fires his night-night cable again, and it misses. Finally, the fourth or fifth time, it finally connects, and up he goes to the window of uh, Agnes Van Putin's room. Put that gun away, Van Putin, lest you alert the fooler and his gang next door. So, you figured out where the fooler is also. There's more than I can say for stupid Charlie. Funny you should mention Charles Wetman, as I am here to make a deal. Deal? What deal? It's really quite simple, Van Putin. You simply give me access to Wetman's crime files, and I will give you the locate. Oh. Uh, damn it. Uh, I'll help you free your mother from the fooler. <laughs> what? Hell no. You'll probably get her killed, you clumsy idiot. Now get out of here. Now look. You're hopelessly outnumbered by the fooler and his gang. Thanks in no small part due to the idiocy of Charles Wetterman. You're going to need me, Agnes. <sighs> damn it. Oh, God, what's the world coming to when night night makes sense? Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, fine, you can help me out. And look here, I'll go ahead and give you access to his computer files, the bastard. That'll teach him for taking me for granted. <laughs> there, you're in. Ah, uh, excellent. Uh, soon I'll find a location of that bastard bullfrog. And, oh, there's a file on me. Uh, possible clues to my secret identity. Well, I'm just gonna have to delete that. Yeah, those. yeah, look, we're gonna need a plan, all right? I figured... You can go outside the window and come in like you did mine and distract the fooler and his gang. While yeah, I can come in through the door yeah, well, and spirit uh, my mother away yeah. to safety. <laughs> you know, that's not bad, Agnes. You got all that in brains. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, at least yeah. somebody finally noticed I got talent. Oh, yeah. All Wetman wants to do is just have me prance around in these overly tight police uniforms. Yeah, God, he's just terrible. such a bastard the way he takes me for granted like that. And then when I need him the most, he just suspends me and tosses me aside. I mean, God, what a butthole. No argument here. I feel the same way. Yeah, I get that. You really understand me, don't you, Night Night? You understand what it's like to be disrespected and used. Yeah, 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 I totally get that. Yeah, but you respect me, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so suddenly, Night Night and Agnes Van Booten begin to kiss passionately and unzip their clothing, and, well, you get the picture. Meanwhile, across town at an old abandoned warehouse where Commissioner Charles Wetwin and the City City Police Department continue their search for Bullfrog and his gang. Damn it, it's empty. 
Yeah, from the stench, it's obvious Bullfrog and his gang was here, but they done cleared out of here long before we found it. It's almost as if they knew we uh, were coming. Commissioner, uh, Commissioner Wetwin? Yeah, what is it? Uh, well, uh, it seems our IT guys detected a hack uh, on your computer files. And, what? Uh, they downloaded all of them, and they managed to trace it back to a room at uh, the Hotel Deluxe. What the hell? We better get over there. This might have something to do with Bullfrog's ability to predict our every move. Let's go! And soon, Commissioner Wetwin and his team of police officers arrive at the room that is said to be the source of the hack on his computer files. This is the police! Oh, Hands up! Agnes? It's not what it looks like. Oh. Naked? No, no, no. Night it's night? Oh, it's exactly it. what it looks like, Wetwin. Agnes! Why? I mean, I night night? Well, what the hell? Yeah. Wait, that sound, that sinister laugh, the hooler! Good lord. Oh my god, he's touching my mother! Got to get into action, now that I've got my cape on. And soon, night night and the police! Storm over next door and kick in the door of the fooler's room and into the bed chambers they find. Hold it right there, fooler. What the hell? What's the meaning of this fooler? Simple. Me and the old lady got married, and now we're in the middle of our honeymoon. What? No, that's a lie. That can't be. I'm afraid it is, dear. You see, I don't know how it happened, but... The fooler and I connected on an emotional level, and we fell in love, and marriage was the the only right thing to do. And Yeah, I know it might be hard, but you're just going to have to deal with it that the fooler is now uh, your stepdad. Oh my god! Miss, Miss Van Putin, are, are you saying you won't be pressing charges against the fooler? Oh, please, charge him with what? Slowly killing me with pleasure? <laughs> oh god. Yeah! And she can't testify against me either because now she is my wife and I'm having a great time digging through all the Van Putin fortune and transferring them to my account. You wait, you mean to tell me you you were only interested in my money? Yeah, stupid. I wasn't in it for the nookie. I was in it for the money. I can't believe I married you. Well you did. YouTube videos on the phone, and all of a sudden I looked up and saw all these cop cars, and I figured, uh-oh, something must be up, so I ran up here to see what's what. Huh, kind of sorry I did. Yeah, well. So what's going on? I come the fooler's in bed with that sack of bones. It's a long, detailed story. Well, one which we will get into in depth back at the night's later. Let's go. Wait a minute. How come your tights are on backwards? Uh, that, too, is a long, detailed story, boo-boo. Yeah, one that no one needs to hear. <laughs> oh, they're going to hear it. And of course we did. This ends another amazing adventure of Night Night. Oh, uh, what about Bullfrog? Uh, I'll, you know, we'll get to that some other time. Until then, same Night Night time, same Night Night podcast. This has been a Nails In production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White 
and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Sometimes I feel fat and unattractive. But then I go shop at Walmart where the average customer is at least 400 pounds. And I'm nowhere near in that ballpark, so I feel great. (laughs) Thank you, Walmart. Yes, Walmart, where you can simply look around and feel better about yourself. Unless, of course, you're a regular. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. White people asked to make amends by paying for drinks at bar during black people-only event. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A bar hosted a night for black people only, but instead of having them pay for the night out, an activist got white people to pay for it. The activist from the African-American community was looking to bring unity between black people in her community in Oregon without any white people around. The organizers of the event invited white people to make amends for slavery by paying for happy hour reparations. After getting many donations from white people who were told not to attend the event, the organizers invited people of any color, blacks, browns, and Indians, to the bar in Portland. Every participant received a $10 bill upon arrival. The Brown Hope Organization wanted the event, which took place on Monday, to be a space for people of color in what she called the whitest major city in the United States to meet. On their website, the organization wrote, Reparations Happy Hour aims to create a space of healing, a place for us to feel pain with others who feel our pain. The perpetrators of our pain are not invited. It's like a support group. You wouldn't host an Alcoholics Anonymous group with a tequila manufacturer in the room. Well, you might. On the Frequently Asked Questions page, they wrote, Are white people going to be off the hook for slavery because they gave $10? The answer, hell no! Brown Hope is elevating the conversation about reparations. Local activist Cameron Wheaton Uh, posted photos of the event to Facebook and received criticism from some African-Americans. Christopher Thomas, who is African-American, wrote, It's silly for black folks to show up to have drinks paid for when we should be focused on group economics, banking black, business development, investing, and generational wealth. Those drinks are not going to ensure that your children have a future. Cameron Wheaton replied, Please educate yourself about this event. It was not about $10 cocktails. Well, yeah, it was. (laughs) You can literally see the cash reparations in people's hands. Yeah. Well, once again, this just proves the current uh, era of uh, progressive thought in that you must combat racism with more racism. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Oh, wow, wait, what's this? It's an old sci-fi classic. 
Oh, man, it must be cool and great, huh? No, I meant classic in the sense that it's classic cinema crap. Oh, well, don't worry, because I'll be there to narrate you through the entire film with my witchy commentary and cartoon sound effects. (laughs) Ah, gee, great! The film stars actor Peter Graves. You might remember him from the TV series Mission Impossible and as the creepy boy-hungry pilot on the movie Airplane. No, doesn't ring a bell. That's okay. Yes, Peter Graves stars as a nuclear physicist tormented by alien killers from space. But the title is somewhat misleading, as they only kill one man and his death is kind of an accident. Anyway, after all that, they show Peter a bunch of films of bugs. Warning, due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. Oh, man, I can't stand it any longer. Where can I get my hands on this? <laughs> All you have to do is head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. There you'll find this and other films that I've graced with my brutal sound effects and witty commentary. <laughs> so head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. That's selfie, S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash Nelson, N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. Head over and download Killers from Space today for only $1.75. Whoa, cheap! Yes, yes it is. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Welcome back to the Mr. Nelson Show. Well, there's uh, been some suicides over the week. Uh, Comedian actor David Spade's sister-in-law and then Anthony Bourdain. Now, there was this theory going around that when people are feeling compelled to do just that, uh, when they hear about someone else doing it, it pushes them even further to go ahead and do it. There seems to be some numbers to that. I don't know that that's going to qualify for every case. I've talked about this before in earlier shows with Nelson. I battle depression myself all the time. It is a 24-7 battle, uh, but I think I deal with it better than some. Uh, and, and there's not a, 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 a fix-all for everybody, a one-size-fits-all treatment for this sort of thing. And, uh, and the, look, the bad news is, uh, ultimately it's on you to uh, figure out how to deal with that and to get through it. Uh, and quite a few people don't. And, uh, but, uh, as far as, uh, being influenced to do it, like a, a copycat suicide theory, I, again, I, I suppose it applies in some cases. They were saying that, uh, Spade, uh, she, uh, was obsessing about Robin Williams suicide, which was some time ago now, but there again, obsessing about the idea. Uh, however you do it, you're obsessing about it. Uh, I certainly did. Uh, and I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my mother confronting me and figuring out something was not quite right. Uh, when you're in that uh, position, you don't really want anyone to know about it. Chances are, if someone's telling you they're going to do it, they're probably not. They're trying to get your sympathies and attention and what have you. And, uh, well, <laughs> these soap operas and psychodramas do happen with people. But primarily, when you're ready to do it, uh, you're, you're not interested in anyone knowing about it because they'll stop you because you want it to happen. Uh, but if they do stop you, well, they stop you. 
And uh, so uh, Mr. Bourdain uh, battling his demons all his life. He did mention this before uh, about depression and uh, it got the better of him. Now, the sad part here is not just, of course, his life ends and his friends and loved ones missing, but he had a 13 year old son. And I, you know, when you're in that position, you're not quite in your right mind, but at the same time, there's this strange thing about depression where uh, you're also being a bit more real than maybe you should be. And what I mean by that is that uh, even if you try to think your way out of it and uh, this will get better, there's better days I could have and all this sort of thing. Uh, no, we're all dying. We're going to die. You're going to die anyway. Why not just go ahead while I'm tired of feeling like this? Um, that's the strange conundrum that one has because it's true. Uh, we're all mortal. We will be going, but there's a certain passions and, uh, a joy of life and responsibilities that you do have to your loved ones. The pain caused to loved ones when you're gone uh, is, uh, well, it, it, it's, it could cause people to do the same. It, it's so bad. And here you had a man who was the father to, to a son. And I believe Spade had young children too. Um, boy, uh, that's a hard one to, to deal with, even though, you know, it's pushing you. If you could just, just focus on that to struggle with the pain a little more, you know, to get through it. And uh, the go through there's people saying he was a coward uh, for this. And to some extent, you could make that argument. But uh, boy, oh, oof, yeah, do you voice that? I, you know, uh, regardless of how much validity it may or may not have. And, and we don't know his circumstances. Uh, in the case of Robin Williams, he was suffering from the conditions of Parkinson's to the point that it was causing him to hallucinate all the time. And it was driving him literally up the wall. And so, you know, he, he went, he checked out. And so there's different cases going by rather than just depression. Depression can be a part of it. So I, I wouldn't voice in on it. It is, there's always that thing when you're leaving, especially when you're leaving behind a child, um, boy, that's a tough one, uh, for, uh, for me to, to forgive. Um, but I do, I know what that's like. I know that hole. And, uh, yeah, unless someone actually catches you in the act to stop you. Yeah. Um, you're not going to stop. And I, you know, it, it's not always, it, it, you can only uh, reach people at the, the precipice of, of this thought, uh, not when they're deep in it, it's probably too late. Uh, but, uh, chances are you're not going to know it until after it's happened. I mean, there are people that are down, you know, they're depressed, but you can never be a hundred percent sure what they're going to do. And, but if you're highly suspicious, then yeah, you need to, you need to confront them. You need to shake them up and try to shake them out of it. And you're going to have to, it's going to get bad. There's going to be a lot of shouting and uh, anger and whatnot, but uh, you're trying to save a life and that's uh, what you can do. And of course, if you're feeling this way, you're starting down this road. Uh, you need to reach out to somebody because the pain you're going to bring to those you love, if you love these people, you'll fight for them. Meanwhile, also sad news, uh, Charles Krauthammer, who's a, a favorite of mine in the world of commentary, probably the best of the, in the business, 
Um, he was a, a regular on probably the, the only really good show on Fox News because all cable news is, it's just another reality show, <laughs> you know. And, uh, but, uh, a special report originally with Britt Hume, uh, Tony Snow did it for a while, I think. Or no, he did the Fox News Sunday. But anyway, Britt Hume did special report and then he re- retired from that and then Brett Bear took it over. Uh, it's a good show. Uh, it's basically hard news. And then they would have their little panel where they discuss whatever. And, uh, Krauthammer was primarily one of the regulars there. Well, I, I, it's been 10 months, uh, when he had to take a leave of absence because he had to have surgery. Now, this was to remove a cancerous tumor from his abdomen and everything seemed to be fine. It's just in his condition as a paralyzed man, it was going to take quite a while for him to recover from surgery like that. And it did. Unfortunately, um, on his way, clawing his way back, he said he was getting better and better. They found yet another tumor. And of course, uh, apparently, uh, this is just uh, a month later after he'd had a, a previous checkup and there was no sign of cancer whatsoever. Now suddenly it's there, which means this one is very fast and very aggressive. And that's how it works. A similar situation happened to my father. And so Krauthammer basically pinned a goodbye letter to his listeners and to Fox News and what have you. And uh, doctors have told him he has basically weeks to live. So uh, he's not long for this world. But the interesting thing of it is, is, uh, in the context of these, uh, deaths in this week and, uh, Krauthammer, uh, mentioning he, he's terminal. Uh, you have this man who has been paralyzed since, oh God, what was that? Well, I mean, he was in his twenties, I believe he was swimming, dove in a pool and hit his head, dove too hard, I guess, and hit his head, broke his neck. And that was it. Uh, he was paralyzed and, uh, so, but he clawed his way back, if you will, uh, and made this brilliant career of his. He was quite the liberal and turned to conservatism, uh, thanks to empirical data. Um, and by empirical data, uh, solid factual truth, <laughs> not just, uh, wishing and, uh, making things up. No empirical data, but when he was trying to prove the leftist case, and he couldn't find the data for it. And that's kind of how it ends up where he, well, well, where he became, where he is. And uh, was a critic of Reagan and ended up being an admirer of the man and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, he, he was uh, second to none when it came to intellectual discourse, I believe. And uh, was always, when he's in on television, he was the smartest man in the room. And, uh, a great loss. I'm going to miss him terribly. I really enjoyed his columns. I enjoyed him on the, the, the panel at, uh, Fox news. And, uh, it's just really sad. And I wish he was, was going to be all right, but he's not. And that's the way it goes, but it's this even sadder and somewhat painful. And that you, you read in his letter, he's, yeah, I really, I wish I could go on. You know, I'm sad. I'm going, he's accepted it. He's saying his goodbyes. And he said, look, I don't regret anything. I've had the life that I wanted. And, uh, despite, you know, being paralyzed and everything, but he managed to achieve his goals, his career in, in uh, psychiatry and then into uh, political commentary, so on and so forth. And it, it, there he is and he's going to die. And yet here you had another man who chose to give it away. You know, um, it's just a strange set of circumstances of the choices you make. 
And uh, here's a man who's truly uh, was body was broken, has every reason to be angry and resentful of life and God and what have you. And he, he's not. Um, in fact, he's kind of wishing he could go on the way he was, you know. Um, but that's how it works. Um, yeah, there's no fairness in life. There isn't. Um, but there is love. And uh, that's what you can offer. And that's the only solutions you can bring to scenarios like this. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss him. He was a favorite of mine. But it's one of those things where uh, he explains how his life was and how much he loved it and how he uh, achieved it and what have you. So whenever you are, you're thinking about, you know, gee, when does life start? When do I get this thing going called life? <laughs> you do it right now. We'll do it again next time, friends. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. I think the Americans today in Iraq and in Afghanistan have conducted probably the cleanest and the most restrained wars in the history of mankind, even compared with previous American history, a discipline, second a whole new culture in the West in the last 50 years, for example, the death penalty in most of the West is outlawed, we have different standards, and third, the coverage, so we hear about these, you know, minute instances and I would say on the scale of offenses, what was uh, de depicted in the Times, uh, the, you know, in those pictures is way, way down the scale compared with anything like My Lai or massacres or, or, you know, or even the abuse of, of prisoners, that kind of thing. So I don't, you know, I think it's just way blown out of proportion because of coverage and history. And we, we, we ought to be aware of that and really be proud of the way our soldiers have conducted themselves. It's extraordinary and it's historically absolutely unique.